Hello, good evening, and welcome to another, yet another News Burst Live <laughs> with me, Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic 80, brought to you by Generals Joe's Reborn.com. What a busy day it's been. Do you know what today has felt like? I, obviously, you know, it's not as like exciting as your kind of classified and your ultimates and all that kind of stuff, but there has been a lot of stuff today. It felt a little bit like, say, last year's Yojo July following Yojo June, you know, where you kind of get everybody jumping out of the woodwork with, uh, with you know, new stuff, new merch. My goodness, what a crazy amount of news. I'm also wearing a certain particular hat for today's, uh, for this evening's festivities. <clears throat> I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'm just putting, I just put it on because it it goes a little bit with the theme. But obviously, we've got a little bit to talk about on that one. And it's not going to be all positive, I'm afraid, necessarily. Just because I, you know, we've been burned in the past. We know how it, how this kind of stuff works now. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Keith says, do a RoboSkull segment. I did a whole unboxing on Skeletron the other day. Um, maybe we can, we'll, we'll be talking about that on the weekly, of course. There's been a little bit of news uh, with Skeletron, in that uh, those figures that have just been delivered uh, pre-order-wise, backer-wise, etc., have gone up, or will be going up, I should say, um, back on the store very soon. So uh, that's really good news. But anyway, that's not what we're here for. We've got three main stories to talk about tonight involving McFarlane Toys, Super 7, Toy Collector Magazine, His Tank, breaking some like epic trademark news. Let's just, just get stuck into it. All right. And uh, we'll start, I believe, with some page punches. Pow! Right. So, yeah, lots to get through tonight. Like I said, hope everyone's doing well, by the way, in the uh, in the chat. How hope. Yeah. yeah let Chris Crusader working overtime, fighting crime, fighting crime. Absolutely, Philly. Uh, that is me right now. I'm literally a mask uh, character. Um, phone is buzzing off the hizzook. Ooh, Lenny just liked a photo. Isn't that nice? I like it when Lenny likes things. It's like there's a there's a justification of... Uh, but then again, it wasn't me that did it. It was probably the Kickley's artwork, which is amazing, by the way. Uh, we'll be talking about that on the weekly as well. Uh, but anyway, thank you, Philly. Yes, I have been fighting crime all day long. Um, but we'll get we'll get to that part of the uh, the trifecta of news. Um, f but first, page punches. Now, this I definitely felt a vibe from the community when these were revealed uh, earlier today, and I've got to admit, berries are not really being buzzed here. Now, I, there's there's a few things we need to kind of discuss. I think about about these particular items, right? What's funny is that Mask News comes out just as a, a couple of like tiny little figures appear with GI. You know, like it's just interesting. Um, but at the same time, right, we've had some really cool minifigures with GI Joe um, throughout the brand's history, but also very recently we've had some pretty cool minifigures. Now, in terms of the McFarlane Toys page punches, I'm just not convinced that this is the best way to go especially considering these are comic packs and they don't even represent the current comic license holder and publisher 
in Skybound. And that is something that I think is a really weird and interestingly missed opportunity. Now, I know that obviously things have to line up and the comics probably weren't in, um, you know, like a, any finalised form while these were being developed. They probably didn't even know that uh, Skybound were taking over. Well, they might have done it being in the industry, they might have done. But they probably weren't aware... Um, you know, of when it was happening, when it was going to be announced and all that kind of stuff. But I just find it odd. I just find it very odd, this decision to go with very kind of like, not even like super old comics. Throw some Marvel in. I know we've had Marvel in the past reissued, right? But I, I would say probably they're more uh, um, attractive in this sense than maybe some of the IDW mid 2000s to like going in do you know what i mean like i feel like it's a weird way to go when the brand has already changed direction in where it's going comics wise do you know what i mean it just seems really random and the fact that it's got this big crazy official reveal todd mcfarlane's doing a video about it and talking about them though these and transformers i mean all well and good but i feel like right hear me out on this the figures, right, aren't really that amazing, are they? Let's face it. They're not great. Uh, let's have a look at, let, let's kind of zip through and look at these, talk through them, and I'll get to my main points probably towards the end of this segment. So obviously we've got Snake Eyes and Duke as a two-pack, and they come with two comics as well. And they come in that packaging that you can see in the kind of right-hand side of the screen, um, kind of like little bubble kind of uh, packaging. Um, yeah, and, you know, Okay, cool. And we get two comics uh, to come with it, kind of Snake Eyes-centric uh, one and, of course, Duke's Special Missions one, which kind of popped up in that period during um, where they were kind of switching story arcs and uh, they had a little break in the run and they did like lots of little kind of spotlight issues on certain characters, which I, you know, really enjoyed those comics. Um, that Duke one's a pretty good one. Um, but at the same time, it's not like crazy iconic you know it's not and it's not like the duke figure really matches what's going on in that issue and, and maybe he does maybe there's a couple of panels in there where he's wearing the kind of all green kind of chess gear but i don't know it just fe it feels a little like it just feels a little odd to me and you know when i heard they were doing this i thought okay that could be interesting they showed those uh, mock-ups, and I thought, well, obviously they're just mock-ups. They won't be the comics that they come with. <laughs> Lo and behold, they're the comics that they come with. And I was kind of like, uh, okay. What's interesting as well is like they've cropped off the IDW logo at the top. Have you noticed that? That's quite funny. Um, they've kept like the bottom part of that like little rectangle in the corner, but they've kind of moved it up and just chopped off the IDW bit. Um but yeah, I, I find that one, I find that quite interesting. I wonder if that has been done on purpose as well in like a, um, you know, like a situation sort of, well, you know, the, the current publisher's Skybound. We can't have you promoting IDW comics uh, like that with the logos because they don't own the light, that kind of thing. And I know it's it like, I don't, I imagine they do have Marvel written on the uh, reissued comics. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sure they probably do. But um, it's interesting to me that they've uh, gone ahead and just chopped that off. Anywho, yeah, not like, again, the berries not crazily buzzed right now. Um, and then you get this like little stand that comes with them as well. 
I'm assuming one stand and two comics. Is that right? Um, weird, isn't it? In any case, I I don't know. I'm not like a massive fan of I don't know. I'm not again. I I would say there's there's one aspect here where you've got the possibility here of variant cover collectors wanting to get these because they are slight variants on the original covers that you know these comics came out with. So it's a slight variation, but it's one that a collector is going to want to you know make sure they get and. I can't even remember. I don't remember how much they are. Um, I did check that earlier, and I've just completely forgotten. Um, you'll probably tell me in the in the comments, but um, oh, I will also check it myself. Ch check yourself before you wreck yourself. Um, but, uh, bum, 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 bum. Oh, they didn't put a link on the uh, Hasbro Pulse one, did they? Sixteen ninety nine, Action J. Sixteen ninety nine, Paul Galliano. Yes, that's correct. You're right. Thank you, guys. So. Um, Interesting. In fact, I, they yeah, sixteen ninety nine on Amazon, isn't it at the moment? But th are they on Pulse? I think they might be. Oh, actually, we got an email, didn't we, um, about this stuff? So I'm going to quickly look at that just to see, because again, I saw sixteen ninety nine on Amazon. I just want to double check that that's the case um, on here. Yep, sixteen ninety nine. Absolutely. That's a. They've been. They're sold out. <laughs> they're sold out. On Pulse. Now, it must have been a situation where they had a very small amount of those uh, in much the same way that they do. I'm I'm impressed, though. I've got to say, I'm impressed they're sold out. Um, anyway, $16.99 seems quite, quite steep when you think about... Well, I mean, okay, let's break it down. Comics, I mean, they're reissues of, of issues that aren't that difficult to get hold of, are they? Really, let's face it, at the end of the day, they're not like... These aren't comics that you're struggling, you know, you're paying like over the odds to try and get hold of. They're not that rare. So I would I would go out on a limb and say three bucks, right, for each. So what's that? Six bones. And then they're expecting 10 for the rest of the what you get in there, the two tiny figures and the stand. Interesting. Interesting. They had three. Oh, yeah, literally three of them to sell. Um, that's four twenty-five per piece. Two figures, two books. Huh? Is it sixteen ninety-nine each? No, that would be there'd be eight twenty-five per piece, right? Oh no, sorry, I see what you're saying, Paul. My my fault. Four twenty-five per. And then two figures, two books. I see what you're saying. So each thing there is 420. I see. I got it. I'm with you now. Um, anyway, yeah. So, if, well, if they're selling out, then great. Um, don't get me wrong. I I like the fact that obviously loads of companies are jumping on the G.I. Joe bandwagon. It just proves that the, the brand is strong at the moment and people want to be involved with it. I get it. A hundred percent. But do you not think that original comics might have been the way to go here. Um, and again, I think even something on a smaller page count, just the one comic rather than two comics, something completely original and new, they worked in, well, it's, it might be difficult for McFarlane to work in league with like Skybound on something like that. Maybe there's a lot of red tape involved in that. But this is, this is my thought process, right? You know, McFarlane do the little toys and... And and they work with Skybound to come up with an original comic 
but again, I get that maybe the timing wasn't lining up there. Um, so I, I kind of I kind of understand more and more as we talk through this as to where they're why they're this way um, at, at the end of the day. Um, but anyway, yeah. So okay, there you go. There's Duke and there's Duke a close up of Duke as well. Sorry. Ooh. So he's kind of like in that fiftieth um, anniversary style. I just cut myself like quite considerably. That's hilarious. Uh, I'll just put my finger on that to maybe hopefully stop <laughs> stop the bleeding. Um, I was messing around with this, which is my uh, pop shield. It's metal and it's very sharp. I didn't realize. And uh, now I'm going to bleed to death on this straight. I'm not. I'm fine. Um, I won't show you on screen, though, because uh, that will be gross. I'll just continue as if nothing's happened. So, um, yeah, it kind of looks a little bit like the 50th Duke that came with that uh, tombstone figure in the two-pack, doesn't it? So... Anyway, medic. Um, yeah. So anyway, just I don't know. Just just an interesting vibe in in general. Um, and also, yeah, like I've got to admit, there are a lot of minifigures out at the moment for Joe, and I can't really see what these are bringing to the table. Do you know what I mean? I could be being a little bit too harsh on it. I don't know. But yeah, that's a good shout, actually, Todd. How about? McFarlane doing the covers for the comics. The same, like the comics from IDW, cool, fine, whatever. But he does like character art for each cover. That would have been cooler. Do you know what I mean? Or I say McFarlane does it, maybe like his team do it, his freelancers. I, you know what I'm saying? But if McFarlane did those covers, how cool would that have been? I think that would have been way more attractive to a to a you know to a fan consumer, whatever you want to say way more attractive than just having two rather random issues. Yes, they relate to the characters in the set, but they are a little bit random um, for, you know, for this kind of situation. Um, Snake Eyes looks a bit henchy in that position. Excuse me. Well, I continue to stem the flow. Um, anyway, like, yeah. I don't know. There's, there's, there seems to be a lot more good options but then is this just like i was gonna say is this just like a cheap thing to have in stores but then they're 16.99 that's not cheap i'm sorry 16.99 if they'd been 10 bucks i'd have been like oh yeah i can see that 16.99 and again i never paid attention to the other page punches i didn't even know they existed until gi joe page punches were announced at sdcc so or whenever wherever it was so I had no clue they even existed. So they must have been like not in toy shelves or areas because I'm sure I would have clocked them at some point. Um, again, you can aim like that. I'm not clearly not their target audience here. Maybe they are aiming at a lower, uh, younger audience. But when you say that, those particular issues are quite violent. I'm not saying that you know. I think it's kind of changed now. It's it's not the same as it used to be where like you know, 15 um, movies, 18 movies, all that kind of stuff when you were a kid were like crazy bad. A 15 and an 18 now is like a universal <laughs> what it was back then. I've seen I've seen more violent stuff on a kid's animated TV series than I have in like some like crazy bad movies back in the day. Um, but anyway, I, I'm, I must, I'm own, I've got to assume, I have to assume here, that there's a lot of red tape involved in either McFarlane doing covers for uh, old IDW issues or um, them working with Skybound to do 
comics, original comics for this particular series and just tying it in with everything that's going on. Comics wise, the figures could, you know, like be like very much in the, that that kind of vibe, that kind of design. It's all very interesting that they've done this. And I don't know. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Anyway, there's more there's more pictures. We've got, of course, Cobra Commander and the Crimson Guard. And again, I like the covers definitely evoke those particular characters, but I'm pretty sure those issues aren't really a hundred percent like that appropriate not appropriate it's not the right word you know what i mean like doesn't line up necessarily with them directly i'm pretty sure the um that cover at the top the, the cobra commander one um with the you know in and around in the missile command headquarters thing i feel like that was like a special cover for an issue that didn't really contain anything like that correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure it was like a special issue that had nothing to, that, that that cover has nothing to do with what's going on inside that issue and then the Crimson Guard, they do show up in that issue, I think. And I remember Larry doing a really nice sketch cover of that as well. Um, like his, he, he, one of the covers I think was his sketch cover to show the other artist what to do for their cover. I think uh, I could be getting that wrong, but it was it was a nice little kind of sketch cover. But anyway, so we get Cobra Commander and the Crimson Guard. You know, cool. Um, but again. I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. It's the same situation with Duke and, and Snake Eyes. You know, we're in that core character hump immediately. I've I've stemmed the flow. I Jackie Chaned it. If you ever see, there's an interview of him where he says he split his lip open and he's talking about it and he, he's pushed his lip together and he just held it there for like an hour or two. And uh, he said that it just it healed. And that's how he used to heal on like sets if he cut himself or split something or whatever, if he got hit or knocked or banged or something. He's like a little machine, isn't he, basically? But um, I just Jackie Channed my uh, finger, basically. Um, anyway, and you'll never know, never know. Well, even though I just told you all that information. Anyway, so, uh, you know, I don't know. I just don't know. Obviously, the articulation is very minimal on these, uh, as you'd expect. They're only like, what, three inches? No, no, not even that, are they? What are, They're like, they're, they're small. I could be, I could be wrong. How tall are they? Why don't I just, three inches, yeah. There's only 7.75 left before you're an O-ring figure. Get some detail, get some articulation in there if you're doing three inch. Cheers. Um, I'm pretty sure Mask was like, they were like two and a bit, weren't they? They were really small. And it's funny, like I was in my head as a kid, I feel like Mask, Starcom, Dino Riders, all the same uh, scale. They're not. They're all different heights, aren't they? So um, again, I had the figures as a kid. I don't know why. I don't know. Um, I have done FCEE Viper. I've said exactly what I feel about these. 100%. I'm not into them. I'm certainly not getting my buzzy, my berries buzzed. I feel like the price is more than, you know, I've, I've literally outlined it as much as I could. I am not hiding my um, my true feelings on this one. Um, yeah, but the thing is, I'm always going to be like, I'm always going to be, eh, because there's like G.I. Joe logos and Cobra logos on stuff. It's like, it's hard not to be drawn in like a, like the, uh, you know, the, the conditioned uh, shell that I am. But yeah. Yeah, interesting stuff. But like I said, I feel like there are there are other and sort of more interesting minifigures out out there. Um, I will I will give them this. The stand is quite cool. 
Uh, and maybe may um, I'm hoping it fits like ever so slight uh, hard. Well, they, those kind of like almost like the plastic uh, sheets that aren't like um, the floppy ones, but like kind of like the more structured uh, comic kind of protectors, uh, because that would be nice. Because I don't want to put my comic, I don't want to slide it into a, a stand like that, because you know it's not going to be good for it, and it's going to be flopping all over the place as well. Uh, I'm not necessarily flopping all over the place, but it will definitely leave like a, a, a mark on it. So if it can fit one of those like, you know, plastic sort of um, sheets, then they'd be quite cool. Uh, I quite like them. And maybe you could find like another use as well for the for the stands too, like to put maybe some, I don't know, um, uh, some like uh, prints and stuff up, like some hard, you know, hard card kind of prints and stuff. Anyway, anywho. Um, Oh yeah, Jada toys as well. Like you know, I feel like those little minifigs—they at least they bring something to the table. Do you know what I mean? Something's being brought to the table. I'm not sure what these bring um, of like of like real interest, if that makes sense. Um, I'm hoping that as we go forward, excuse me, as we go forward, that we get um, more topical, more current sort of comic. In stories, maybe original comics, maybe McFarlane covers, etc., etc. That is, I think, way more exciting than kind of what we're seeing here, you know, at the, the beginning of this line. Um, the pay six-inch page punches aren't bad, says Derek. Well, those, yeah, that'd be interesting to see if they do those. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if they will, though, based on all the other sort of six-inch um figures on the market. I'm not sure if they'd end. I'm not sure that Hasbro might have said you can do. And then again, didn't the press release say that they could do both? Probably did, didn't it? I'm going to have to look at the um, the press release in more detail again because it did kind of outline in quite some detail what they were going to do with GI Joe and Transformers, but they didn't specify necessarily what they were doing where. So you could get six inch Transformers, but but are we going to get you know? Are we going to get page punches of a, of a larger scale? I can't see it personally, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say yes because obviously I I don't know and I don't want to. You know, I'm I'm I, my my gut instinct is saying we probably won't see the six inch ones, but you never know. You never know. Um, I've just seen the thing is I just saw a. I think unanimously it felt like a very like. The fandom seemed very much in agreement on this uh, when it was revealed um, today, and it wasn't a positive reaction, really. Um, and yeah, anyway, I think that's enough really to talk about on the page. But there's a the Crimson Guard. There he is. Hello, with your little thigh straps. Um, yeah, it's a Crimson Guard. Just about. Um, now let's move on to what I think is a really, really interesting reveal. Um, and definitely something, yeah, seven inch Derek. But even so, that size of that size of um, of figure, I still don't think. I think they might have been told no, possibly. But we don't. Yeah, again, I'll look at that. That um, what's it called? Press release. Anyway, Toy Collector magazine has revealed uh, three of. I don't. We don't know if there's going to be more. Probably will be uh, three of the next wave of GI Joe. Super 7 reaction figures, including, uh, as we know it to be Sabretooth, uh, based on 
what Brian has told us and what the listing, uh, the leaked listing said a while back. Uh, Red Jackal and, of course, the Snow Serpent. Um, these are really fun. I like these. Um, this is where reaction is, is kind of like a fun line because you can get into these quirkier repaints and you can kind of have, you know, I love the fact that Sabretooth is a, like a real lost kind of like figure in at the end of the day. And it, it was one of those ones that um, um, was an unreleased Tiger Force concept, uh, Firefly repaint, uh, Saber Space Tooth, and was in a toy catalog as well at the time uh, with a bunch of other kind of, you know, Ripcord was another one that was never utilized or never, never came to fruition. But the decos seem to kind of translate um, eventually for some of them. Um, I know, what was it? Um, Ripcord is effectively roadblock maybe i want to say or maybe i can't remember now but anyway you can see you can see the transition of where the uh the decos were utilized on other on other characters but um yeah it was always interesting to me that Sabretooth never really made it and then be kind of became wreckage sort of even though you know I, it's weird to think i know jeremy you're saying they're kind of treated as two different individuals but it's kind of a bit weird that considering they're both dressed exactly the same more or less with ever so slight deco differences um but yeah i feel like wreckage was designed when they didn't know exactly what the deco was for Re for sabertooth and then a color version of the of the of the catalog was like more easily available or someone saw it and they were like oh we were close but um, that's what it looks like to me. Um, but anyway, Sabretooth, Red Jackal, and the, and the Snow Serpent. Uh, I do like these. Obviously, yeah, like I said, Sabretooth, really happy that we're getting these quirky Tiger Force repaints. And it makes me excited for the possibility of seeing these kind of releases in the O-Ring line, because I would love to have um, an O-Ring Sabretooth specifically, uh, Tiger Force Sabretooth, based on that, that you know, that, um, that art, uh, not artwork, that catalog image. Um, it's dope, man. Really cool. Love it. Uh, and then, of course, you've got um, Red Jackal, which is a repaint of Destro, obviously. Um, and again, you know, they've they've very much done that uh, figure kind of justice. It's an easy repaint, really, at the end of the day. But it's nice to have more Palatoy stuff kind of sneaking in. I say sneaking in. That's two Red Jackals in Super 7. Uh, we've got Red Laser. We've got, who else have we got that I've completely forgotten? I think that might be it at the moment. But it's nice to see that they're kind of sneaking in there. Um, and we, you know, hopefully get more and more of that stuff um, in the future. Um, and of course, the the Snow Serpent, which we know, of course, is a effective, effective reuse of the uh, Games Master drone uh, with obviously the, the new Snow Serpent head. I think so anyway. I haven't actually looked at it, but I think it is the same figure, just with the uh, Sabretooth head. Could be wrong, though. Um, they do like to uh, just do completely new tooling all the time, even when they don't need to. Uh, that that Red Jackal might be new tooling as well. <laughs> no, I think I think that definitely is uh, Destro. You can even see the moulded um, uh, necklace, uh, uh, what's you call it, uh, medallion, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to like, I want to, one, I love the fact that, you know, we, we've been getting this stuff with reaction. It's been great seeing all these lovely homages, but it does effectively just make me more excited to see what they do for O-Ring, um, at the end of the day. Um, and again, that's, it's difficult to kind of hide that, not hide it, but it's difficult to kind of like feel any other way 
um, especially when you know that o- the O-ring is coming. We've got li- li- listings leaking left, right, and center. And uh, yeah, and we- we'll still be getting a few reactions, I think. And Brian's even said himself, I figured, I I just assumed that O-ring would take over from reaction. But it looks as though they're still going to do reaction figures as well. So it'll be probably not as many, but definitely like um, they'll still keep that line kind of going for those who have been collecting it. And uh, I think Pat has got loads of it as well. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, anyway, that is that. So Toy Collector Magazine, um, there might, I haven't actually seen it inside the magazine. There might be even more exclusive first looks in there. Um, I'm not sure, guys. Have you seen any other pages of this? Because I've only I've only seen the covers so far. Uh, there was another picture of a bunch of the magazines laid out with the covers, um, but I haven't seen any um, interiors yet. So I'm kind of excited to see if there's even more kind of knocking around inside the magazine for reveal. There might be, but we'll see. Anyway, that is Super 7 Reaction Reveals. Um, always happy to see Palatoy uh, represented. I don't matter what format it's in, I'm just happy to see it represented. And of course unreleased ridiculous tiger force figures and the snow serpent is just a no-brainer and it's obviously had to come at some point in the line and there it is right then next up we come to i think i think this is the one we're probably going to talk about the most today yes his tank posted an article earlier today i'm even wearing i'm wearing the hat for it as well let's see brand new mask mobile armor strike command animated series in the works question mark I should have said it with as a question, shouldn't I? Brand new mask animated series in the works. What? Um, yeah. So mask, aka mobile armored strike command, Hasbro have been tweaking around with the old USPTO trademark scenarios, right? So this is all the info. Uh, I thought we kind of go through it just to kind of get everything out in the open, and then we'll start talking about everything. Okay. So. Hasbro just just applied very recently for a brand new Mask Mobile Armored Strike Command specifically animated series trademark. That's the the specificity here is the intriguing part. And they have announced this before. We'll get to that as well, Jedi Jedi Ben. Let me get to those points, please. Um, Hasbro just applied for a brand new Mask Mobile Armored Strike Command animated series trademark at the United States Patent and Trademark Office. That's the USPTO to all of us norms. Um, the number there's the number. I'm not going to read it out. Trademark MASK Mobile Armored Strike Command. Trademark description: Entertainment services, namely an ongoing animated series for children featuring children's entertainment provided through television, satellite radio, audio, video, electronic media, and computer networks. Owner Hasbro Inc. Trademark date: Jan 30, 2024. Now, they go on to say, interestingly, Hasbro has allowed the 2015 animated series trademark to expire in 2020 without opting to renew it. Interesting. It should be noted, so that, yeah, effectively, this is a new trademark, but they've let the old one that was, rather than just renew it, they did another one, which I guess is what they're trying to say there, right? It should be noted that such trademark applications might not directly result in the creation of an animated series. That is the crux of this, 100%. 
Back in 2021, multiple G.I. Joe projects were in active development, including a live-action series based on Lady J's character and another shot at a G.I. Joe animated series. These announcements came after an activation of several G.I. Joe trademarks that ultimately resulted in nothing. The same can be said for the trademark and development of a brand-new Micronauts animated series for Hasbro's Hubs TV, which, by the way, is fully completed, exists on a hard drive um, in somebody's possession who um, either was or still is at uh, Boulder Media in Ireland. So when they were doing the... Yes, that whole Micronaut series is done. Done, dusted, and covered in mustard. And they have not even thought about, even for a second, bringing it out. So uh, it's probably just going to rot in hell until someone um, in the future... Um, releases the whole thing and says, "Look, check this out. This is what could have been." Um, and there's going to be a lot. There's a lot of that, isn't there? I mean, we, we're kind of seeing. We're not seeing like a, entire animated series come to the fore. That's something that I think will only happen in the future, kind of going on from now. But um, there's certainly been, you know, we've seen like deleted or like uh, cancelled pilots, for example, of TV shows. There's one kind of example for you. So. This isn't just a pilot, it's an entire series of, of, of an animated series. So with Mask, let's talk about that. This has been, I mean, this kind of thing happens a lot, right? Um, shout, props to Histank as well. They do follow the trademark stuff very closely. They kind of keep an eye on what's going on just to see if anything pops up of, of note. Uh, we had the Heavy Duty trademark recently for uh, what effectively felt like action figures, possibly felt like a classified thing coming um and still might again don't have any uh knowledge that we are getting a heavy duty specifically officially or unofficially officially if that makes sense but um it, it, it might it's you know could be on the cards based on that um you know we've the thing with masks as well i feel like it's a little bit of a not a poison chalice that's might be a bit too harsh but it's definitely not a brand i mean it's a brand that gets some aspects going and then it just stops. You know, it's like the movie, for example. Someone brought this up today on the on the comment on the, the post on one of the social platforms. I forget who it was, apologies. But they were like, what happened to the movie that was in development? Exactly that. It just stays in development hell. Um, we had a writer attached. We had a F. Gary Gray was gonna was gonna direct. The writer was the oh my god, what's his name? Chris something, wasn't it? Oh, that's gonna kill me. He was he was doing um, I want to say like it was like Fast and Furious or something like that. He was in, involved in some sort of movies like that, and uh, he'd written helped write the uh, mask treatment or whatever. But anyway, it just doesn't go anywhere. Ron was another one. They had a writer, they had a director locked in. Nothing, nada. Um, and yeah, this is not any indication that this is ever actually going to happen. What this probably more likely is, is Hasbro just going, doing a bit of like spring cleaning, making sure they still have the things they want to make sure they have in order to maybe do stuff in the future. Maybe they've got an eye on doing some sort of, um, you know, Mask Joe crossover again or something. And maybe they want to do some sort, they want to keep their options open for animated series. Like, this, yeah, I mean, it does, it makes sense to do so. Um, that's another good shout, actually, Jedi Ben. Yeah, the uh, the announcement almost to sort of gauge interest. But I think we, you say that, but like I think the mask brand 
it's you know it's niche it really is as as popular as it is within the kind of fandom uh not even of mask it is one of those things that transcends you know to like transformers fans and joe fans and stuff we've had mask crossover in transformers recently with the hurricane and um the stinger kind of like homaged in the minicon kind of cars so they they did that um of course you've got like um What's the other? Th I mean, they've. I mean, let, let, they've lost a lot of trademarks over the years, um, and it does affect. I think, to a degree, sales of some of whatever those things that they've lost at the end of the day. But like with Joe, you kind of have that. Like sometimes you have that get around clause where it's like, you know, Stuart Outback Selkirk, or you know, rather than Outback, which is a Transformer character as well. Which is, you know, I, I find the legal the legalities of that perplexing when you own both of the properties basically i mean yes it's it's shared with takara tomi but come on i mean it's not like you've got to go to another like it's not like you got to make multiple phone calls to get that one sorted out is it it's like can we have outback just for this gi joe character yeah sure like or maybe they say things like it might they don't want to confuse you know consumers who's going to be confused between outbacks i guess maybe if you're buying online with no images in 1995 <laughs> was anyone doing that in 1995 i feel like in 92 was, was the first time i saw someone use the internet i think it was 92 uh, my mate james baggett shout out to james he um he they, they, they he was well off and uh, i remember going around his house and they were like downloading an image and it was taking all day, but we were all like, oh my God, this is really cool. It's like, it took them hours to get, and it, the image was like, you know, it was taking ages, but I remember that and I'm sure that was 92. No, I would have been, hang on. What age did I, might've been 93 then. Cause I went into high school in 92, I think. When did I know James though? Okay. This has turned into like a, you know, me just trying to work out what a year, what, and that's ridiculous. It was in, it was early nineties anyway. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. TF Outback is Autobot Outback. <laughs> Transformers Outback is Autobot Outback. Yeah. Because they don't want to confuse the consumer, I guess. Um, but then again, maybe Outback is just Outback, but I could have sworn he had Stuart something on there as well. Maybe I, I could be wrong. Either way, they don't need to make that this, this distinction. They can both be Outback if they want. I'm sure they can. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, so the, yeah, this is quite intriguing. Again, entertainment services trademark specifically. This isn't about toys. This is about an animated series um, more, more so than anything else. And like I said, I don't think I don't think we're getting this. I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. I don't think we're going to, all of a sudden, we're going to be getting loads of like, you know, news about, oh, they're announcing a mask. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. Um, as much as I'd love it to be the case, I just don't think that's, that is the case. And again, not to kind of be a Debbie Downer on it or a, a Dustin, I'll be a Dustin Downer uh, or a, 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 a Diana Downer, a Diad, a, a Di, David, I'll be a David Downer. Um, but like, yeah, it would be cool. Now, the other thing you got to kind of take into consideration here, if they were to do an animated series, can't go back on the thing. If they were to do an animated series, um, 
would they be doing some sort of like callback to exactly how it was or would it look completely different because again i i i don't know i mean i'm a mask fan always have been but i always i, I kind of feel with mask as well like we have we have the the toys the comics uh yeah, we have the comics, toys, the comics, the cartoon. We have all that stuff, and it's awesome, and it's great to see, and it's got a lot of nostalgia feels and all that kind of good stuff, right? We do have all that. So I don't really mind what they end up doing with some sort of new animated series. I'm not expecting it to be like a carry-on from what was the last series, the racing series. Obviously, I don't expect it to be a carry-on from that or a carry-on from the end of the series before it went into the racing series because it is weird that all of a sudden they go from like you know battling venom to racing them in officially licensed very normal scenarios and you're just thinking shouldn't you be in prison and why are we racing all of a sudden it was so random um yeah it turned into wacky races but yeah, um, I would personally, I mean, you know, we've had a lot of G.I. Joe mask sort of crossover things in the past, but I would love to see them do some kind of classified um, releases with the mask um, characters. Uh, I think that would be really awesome. You know, like a, you know, Matt Tracker would be really dope. Um, a Miles Mayhem, you know, Brad Turner, Bruce Sato, um, pretty much uh everyone on the screen at the moment sly racks <laughs> just everyone on the screen at the moment but it would be really cool to get those kind of you know classified figures obviously vehicles might be a stretch but you never know they might do some sort of like mask mask classified series be separate and you get six inch mask figures with ridiculously massive vehicles um it would probably be a bit bonkers though wouldn't it doing that um, I don't know. I don't really know what I want with it. I don't know what I'd want with a new toy line. I don't know what I'd want with a new uh, animated series. I think for this particular brand, because I'm again, like I'm a big fan. I love Mask. Do not get me wrong, but I don't know what I want with something new. I think I just, I'm kind of very open to them. Just, just do it. Do whatever you want to do with it. Make it completely different. If you want? I don't care. Like I, I'll check it out. And if it's dope and I really like it, then great. And if it's not, I don't mind. I've still got my mask. But, you know, I again, I, I feel like that's where I land with it. I don't know exactly um, what I want. Um, I don't know if a favourite episode, but when Vanessa ejected Sly Rax from Manta was hilarious. That, yeah, big time. My favourite episodes are every episode where they leave their car in the middle of a call, like Vanessa did this actually, not Vanessa, sorry, um, Gloria did this in uh, one of the first episodes, it might be the first episode, They um, she gets the call on a, on a watch and she just stops her car in the middle of an intersection, gets out of the car and like legs it. And I'm thinking, you're probably better off driving to where you need to go, right? That's going to be quicker. That was hilarious. And then the other one that I really like, which was which is really funny, is every time like Brad Turner leaves his band behind, I would just be like, if I was in that band, I'd just be like, dude, uh, we get in a new front man because this guy's an absolute d bag. He just leaves whenever his watch starts beeping, whenever his uh, <laughs> whenever his Fitbit starts going off, we have to like cancel the gig or do an instrumental set. It's ridiculous. Um, amazing. I loved it. Loved it. Um, 
I'd like a redone mask intro that shows all the characters bumping their heads while getting out of their vehicles. The peripheral vision in those masks must be hilarious. Craig, I love it. Um, oh, yeah, life-size helmets, actually, Shane. I was just about to say that, right, when I was reading Craig's uh, comment before. And I was looking, I, I, I had a quick look over to my right because I've got the Cobra Commander and the Snake Eyes helmet there from Modern Icons. And I was just thinking to myself, how awesome would it be if they got, you know, or like Trick or Treat Studios got the mask license to do uh, mask helmets. Why do we not have mask helmets? I would buy every one of them and figure out what I'd need for the rest of the cosplay because that would be phenomenal. I would, I, I would, I must admit, Brad Turner is my favorite. Let's get your favorites out of the way, please. I want to hear your favorite mask, character, vehicles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. My favorite is Brad Turner um, with uh, Condor because. I, that was one of my first mask figures. And just the visual of that, like the green bike, I can feel it. I can see it. The little kind of, that kind of lovely like spring action when it pops into play, when the the heli, the heli uh, blades, kind of like the, the, the scaffold flips up and the legs go with it. The kind of big solid base leg uh, skids come out. And then you fold up the, the, um, the um, propellers. And like I can feel it now, like it, you know, roll and the wheel comes out the back to become like a little. Oh, it's so genius! I bloody love it. Um, so Condor's one of my favorite. I, I thought Brad was the coolest. I loved his helmet. You can see him on screen now in the yellow. If you're not au fait with mask, um, you know, I love the helmet. Kitty said I love the gear, the bright yellow. Uh, I was also, I must admit, Dusty was pretty cool as well because I liked. Um, um, I liked the um hang on, I'm thinking of Buddy, aren't I? Buddy Hawks actually was cool because he had the um headset, the the kind of Walkman, didn't he? I did love that as a detail on the figure. Um and obviously Blumin Boulder Hill was just insane. I love that thing. Uh what we're saying in our favorites, Julio Lopez is a good shout, Ryan Daly, because he was a favorite of mine as well. I uh, love that Formula One Kai, like the you know, flipping in like it, like flip it in half basically it becomes the wings effectively uh and the wheels become the kind of things at the back the kind of uh fans so good um hondo leaving his kids unsupervised says ryan yeah he, they all did this kind of stuff um there was what was who was it was it um oh god was it uh alex sector who did he would like be like like showing people like like endangered species, like snakes and stuff. And then he just leg it and someone would be left there holding a snake across their shoulders and things like that. Just I remember things like that just being just being really hilarious. Um here we go. Yeah, so what are you saying? Uh what if the Energon universe leads to mask? It could do, Jeremy. They could like wrap that in. I'm sure it's easier for comics to do that though, isn't it? It's easier for comics to get a license to do that, uh, it feels because and also it's a, there's a much there's definitely a much quicker turnaround than doing uh, toys, uh, for sure. That's for sure. Um, Julio Lopez, yeah, I've said that one, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. Brad Turner Condor. Bruno Shepard's a good shout as well. Diecast Nick. Vanessa and Manta, yep. Mayhem and Switchblade was my jam since Liquid Identity 101. Uh, Switchblade was crazy good. I remember getting that for Christmas and just just vibing again. I can feel it. The 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 the, the tactile memories are ridiculous with mask you literally feel those vehicles don't you and i think it's again it's because when you transform it you feel like resistance and you feel like 
solid kind of connectivity and stuff until the springs go and then it just flops around like an absolute mess but um yeah there was something really cool about how they made them um firefly yes with julio lopez ryan yeah absolutely uh would you want an updated uniform or is everyone wanting retro look so we don't get pissy later i again i don't know what i prefer here ray i think if it was going to be like a classified thing if they were going to do like a you know, just a, a mini thing where they bring, like, you know, like they've done in the in the past where we've had two mat trackers and you know things like that. I would I would be excited if they did like a couple of figures, like if they did Miles Mayhem, for example, and they did Matt Tracker, um, and they did them very vintage inspired. I think that would be very cool. I'd be down for that. Um, I think the the updates and the 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 new designs would come with new media. So if they were to do an animated series, if they were to do a new comic, if they were to do something new and reboot it, then that's where you'd get like an updated kind of feel. But if you were just going to bring a figure out in the classified series to kind of like be a nice little foil, uh, like they did, like I said, with Matt Tracker in the 25th um, and the green backpack, the, An the Annihilator backpack that was effectively like a Condor homage. And if they, or if they did like, you know, the Revolution box set sort of vibe, um with the kind of like the new mat tracker again totally cool i actually re that set is amazing um i was really down for that set with leoric in it and ah oh, just love that obviously the um the comic fell very short uh that was such a letdown and i feel like i feel like it was a very big missed opportunity and i feel like people were on that we were in that comic that weren't really vibing with it do you know what I mean? Like they weren't feeling it. They didn't necessarily want to do it, maybe in some cases. And it feels like they really didn't grasp that opportunity to do revolution and, and first strike uh, justice. And especially considering we had like Baron Ironblood introduced and stuff like that. I mean, I was really excited and it just, oh, the, the Baron Ironblood reveal was funny because they messed up the release schedule. Do you guys remember this? They messed up the release schedule with the IDW comics, right? They were supposed to have the there was like a, a sort of crossover going on where one of the issues you'd have to buy all the issues in order to kind of really follow the story. And one of the issues they were supposed that was they're gonna have the big reveal of who, you know, um, you know, who Baron Ironblood was, I want to say. And it was like, you know, leading up to it, leading up to it a little bit, and then boom, all of a sudden. The comics you're reading in order, you're kind of like, oh, hang on. Am I am I supposed to know what's going on here? And then the next issue that was supposed to happen before this, this reveal revealed who it was. And it was like the big reveal and it made sense. And you're just like, how did they F that up? Like the, just something was, was definitely inherently wrong at the time there. Um, everything was out of whack. It just, it seemed so, so ridiculous. And it was, a, like I say, it was a massive uh, missed opportunity. Um, what we're saying, everyone seems to like Brad Turner and Condor. Um, uh, again, brilliant figure, brilliant vehicle. Love it. I was too deep in G.I. Joe, but Condor was awesome. I did get quite a few of the mask figures. Um, and Split Seconds, when it switched to that, I really liked as well, because we finally got uh, Gloria Baker in that. And uh, even though it wasn't, you know, Shark, and we definitely needed, um, we definitely needed a proper Gloria Baker release, but it was pretty cool at the end of the day. 
what was the Venom vehicle that was a four-wheeler? It was cool, but can't remember the name. Four-wheeler? Like a... Like a... I know what you mean now. It's Sludge, isn't it? Um, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Nash something? He was also in the... Uh, was it Iguana? I think yeah, it was Iguana Viper. Yeah, you're right. Was like I can't. Yeah, it was. It was iguana. You're right, hundred percent. Um, yeah, it kind of like flexed up like that, didn't it? Unfortunate honesty is that the overall cost of making the line with the vehicles is probably the problem, given how poor toys sell anymore. It'd be a gamble that I doubt they'd take. I, I kind of agree with that. Um, I can't remember his name, but the French guy that came with Volcano, the motorized van, he was one of my favorite drivers. Um, Man, I'm having a nightmare today remembering these bloody names. Um, but I always look at the Albert Pinello website. Do you guys know that one? Um, I would always go to that one whenever I um, – it was his mask page, basically. It's, re it's really cool. Um, but I would love that. Yeah, so who was I thinking? Yeah, Buddy Hawks, who was, I th it was definitely who I was thinking of with the headset. He came with Boulder Hill. Uh, so did Alex Sector actually came with that. Um, Honda McLean Firecracker, obviously. Dusty Hayes Gator. Uh, Dusty Hayes and Gator was also another one. Uh, the blooming, the, the tactile feeling of how that springs out and the boat shoots out of it, epic. And the little like uh, chrome, um, like, you know, kind of mine that popped out the back, the barrel that popped out the back, so good. Um, the French guy, I've completely forgotten his name. It is. Jacques Lafleur is his name. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, Jacques Lafleur. Um, did anyone have the base? Yes, I did have the base, Ray, Boulder Hill, and it was phenomenal. Um, that was, I can't remember the year. Would have probably been like 86? Would it have been 85, 86? When did that come out? Actually, they'll probably have a release date on here, won't they? Maybe. What year did they come out? 85. So Boulder Hill probably would have been either an 85 or an 86 Christmas for me. I think it would have been 86 in Birmingham uh, at my nan and granddad's, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, Ray, the Boulder Hill is great. I've got a, I've got a sealed boxed one um, uh, in the UK. In fact, I've got a very nice mask just like collection, boxed and, and everything. Absolutely love it. And a ton of um, the carded like European special missions, um, two packs, all that kind of stuff. Like really, really enjoyed those a lot. Um, what are we saying? Uh, split seconds. How did that? I, I really enjoyed split seconds. I thought they were really cool. Floyd Malloy with Vampire. Agree. Viper Scout. Again, incredible memory of that one. I picked that up at Roy's of Roxham. Me and my mum went to shopping at Roy's of Roxham. And uh, I got very lucky and got a chance to have a little, a uh, little, a toy and it was it was Floyd Malloy and Vampire and I literally opened it as we were walking around and played with it. Uh, I love the fact that this helmet went on and the hair stuck out the top. Amazing stuff. It's like if I were to be a mask character, I'd have to have an open top helmet, Kitty said, just to let my uh, locks roam free. Um uh, do, 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 do. What if Haslab made iconic Joe and Cobra vehicles that had the mask transformation features? Crossover gold, in my opinion, Jay Welsh says. Um, I I think Haslab would be a great place to do really ridiculous crossover items, honestly. I think, you know, um, 
slightly different, but Transformers GI Joe collaboratives, you could do some pretty astonishing things in a HasLab, and you could get like you know I'm thinking like Metroplex as the HQ for like a four inch line. You know, I think how dope would that be? You know, like, and again, it would be huge. But that's what I'm saying. It's a HasLab. It's got to be freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, in terms of like how you could get a mask, you know, vehicle done, I think HasLab would be a way forward, definitely. Um, do 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 do. Had Boulder Hill Christmas '85 too, says Diecast Nick. I'm, I think I'm not sure if mine was '85 or '86 though. It probably would have been '85 because it's very like even though some of these things stayed around, you'd get it on the Christmas that it was hot. Uh, it's not like you'd see it again the next year necessarily. Like you might get the odd figures that hung around, but in terms of like those things, I didn't see that. I don't recall going into like a Toys R Us and seeing the same thing twice when I was a kid. It was always different. That had a lot to do with me not going to Toys R Us a lot, of course, and it being a big event sort of situation because we didn't really have one near us. But like, still, it was never one of those things where like the next year I saw you know, a ton of the same kind of play sets or, or big vehicles or whatever, what have you. Um, plus stuff would sell back then as well. Like it would shift. Like they made a billions of dollars on the, <laughs> on the G.I. Joe stuff, didn't they? Um, G.I. Joe Tyco Truck Rhino, Jay Welsh. I, I tell you what, though, someone did an amazing custom of the Rhino for the four-inch kind of scale, and I bought it off them on e off eBay. Um, it was at a Joe Fest. It was at like a Joe convention as well. And one of the, I think it I think it did really well. And I saw he put it on eBay, and I ended up buying it off him. And it was amazing. And that is now in my possession. But guess what? It's in Missouri because that's something I left there not by accident, but by we couldn't carry everything, and I couldn't find anything to put it in at the time at last minute. So it stayed there. And we'll be getting it later. But it's really cool. And I'd like to get that back. Um, really nice kind of uh, Rhino custom. And it's really awesome. Um, Transformers Human Alliance is the closest we got to Transformers Mask Joe crossover. Kind of was, wasn't it, Viper Scout? That's sad. Uh, my parents were brainwashed by me for G.I. Joe. So it was hard getting anything else. Lol, says Shane Brailer. That's a good one. Um, again, like, there were so many. I mean, I was spoilt rotten. Not You know, why, why say anything different? I was extraordinarily lucky as a kid uh i was um uh i was an only child we weren't we didn't have a lot of money this is the thing my mom and dad were just too generous and like not for their like they would just buy me stuff and i didn't ask for anything that's the other thing because well mainly because they kept giving me stuff but um i have to say i was very fortunate and did end up with a lot of toys um but yeah like mask was one of those ones where yeah just so many cool things so many awesome awesome vehicles and figures um i had and loved brad turner and condor of course but i always thought hondo and hurricane were super cool i thought hondo and hurricane were super cool because i couldn't find them for love nor money i'm not even sure they came out in the uk they might have done they might have done or did they it, I, that's another i think they did I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd have to go back and look at the notes from our mask episode. God, we when we used to do audio episodes for like hours and hours and hours long. If you've if you've been following us, if you've been following us since day one, since uh, Dave, Eddie, and myself started this channel, and then it morphed. It's morphed into about seven different things over the years. We really have changed over the years. It's remarkable. 
Um, but um, we would do we when when the crossover thing happened, when the uh, revolution thing happened, and first strike and all that stuff. We basically did a series of kind of crossover episodes, audio ones, which you can still you can still access on uh, Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. And um, yeah, and they were like hours long, like stupid lengths. We did a Transformers one that was, I think, 10. And I think the Visionaries one was pretty long. And people are going to be like, what? Yeah, one episode, 10 hours of audio genius. Um, they were good too. We'd have like interviews on there for people that worked on the on the brands. We had like Buzz Dixon come on for the Visionaries episode, I think. We had... Uh, we did all sorts, Abs licorice all sorts. We did absolute all sorts. It was crazy good. Um, do, 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 do. Ramen Toy should be given the mask license, says Gary. What, instead of just taking it for themselves and doing things anyway? Um, that, that I must admit, that uh, Thunderhawk was pretty cool, though. I've got to, got to admit. And the Brave Star figure that they've got going on. I, I do look at it every now and again and think that's pretty dope. Um, Hurricane was my dad's favorite. He had a 57 Chevy that looked just like it. Maybe minus flames. I never got around to asking. Ask, oh, I'm sorry, Viper Scout. That sucks. That really sucks that you can't find out now. Maybe he's got like pictures of it. Maybe you could go like route through some pictures or something and see if you can find it. Because that would be cool to, to see, wouldn't it? Um, oh, that's such a shame that you, you're not sure if you find. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, anyway. Awesome that you had a 57 Chevy, though. That's well cool. Uh, just keep it small. I'm not interested in giant vehicles. Ramen Toys is doing great, so anything close to that would be perfect, says Jamie. Uh, yeah, they, again, it's an amazing uh, Thunderhawk. Got a feeling had Galvatron and Co. Christmas 86. Oh, God. Yeah, I had Cyclonus and... Cyclonus and someone else that year. I said the other day, didn't I, that I might have had because I, I had slag um, one random summer when I was, it was like last day of school going into the summer and my nan and granddad came and they bought they bought me prezzies. I had a um, a, uh, what's the word a cabin bed that my mum and dad had uh, had, you know, purchased which was amazing. It's one of my favourite things as a kid. It was great. Although when I got a little bit older it was really painful, like to walking up the ladder. I had to stop walking up the ladder and just kind of like, because like it was the it was the roll bar type uh, steps. So you put your, your the ball like the middle of your foot on it, and it would like after a while that would hurt. And um, and also it was just all edges. Do you know what I mean? It was all like even like the you know the entrance was like curved, but it was just edged. So you just catch yourself on it all the time it was like really awkward but when you're a little kid and it was the perfect size for you fantastic but like i should probably shouldn't be sleeping in it when i'm 27 anyway should i uh i'm a lot older than that now my goodness um i oh paul plastic about plastic battles as i was in that same situation my parents bought my bro and i tons of toys often duplicates but we weren't well off at all probably because they bought us so many toys same situation and obviously i'm eternally grateful but um yeah it's uh it's something you don't really realize as a kid um i mean i had an idea that's why i didn't really ask for, for much because it's not like you know we, i mean we were okay we were doing all right we weren't poor but it wasn't one of those it was one of those things where you probably could have done without buying me a crap ton of toys 
for Christmas this year. Anyway, I was just spoiled, and I'll take that all day long and party. Uh, Gem would be a good property to revisit. I think most people have forgotten the live-action movies by this point, I hope. Oh, Robert, yes, that was rough. But, um, yeah, I'm a bit of a Gem fan, actually. Uh, not even Closet. I've talked about it many times. Um, I, Kate was uh, – this was the other day. She came in, and I was watching one of the uh, episodes, one of the Gem episodes, and it was one of the songs were on. This was actually – this was probably like – this was probably actually last year, and um, and she was like, "What is that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's a uh, it's Gem." I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm just watching one of the random Gem cartoons, and um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about it I really enjoy. Again, I think there's a nostalgia vibe there because I remember it would be on really early in the morning, just randomly on TV, um, and I would like on a Saturday and or during the holidays as well. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, Jack Knight 73. I love Mask. Have all the comics from DC in the US. I had a lot of the toys and trying to rebuild series one. Four I have are my originals. Awesome. Jack, I have the UK comics, which are really cool. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of those, but they were original, I think. There was a lot of original comic stories in there. Um, and I've kind of been like, I really want Paddy and Brian to do like a total mask book where they do, you know, because he's because uh, Brian's done beautiful toy photography. He's even got, I want to say, the um, hurricane. There's a hurricane image he's got, which is beautiful. It looks like it looks real. It looks like a real 57 Chevy is, is gunning it down the road. And um, he had it as like a print, like a beautiful print done up. It's, it's really awesome. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I would love to see like a total mask book and have a little section where they talk about the comics, the, the, the DC ones in the US and the, and the ones in the UK. Um, FCEE vibe says my parents were so poor. They would only get me some Joe figures. That's all they could afford. No vehicles. My parents are awesome though. Love them. That is so, that's so heartwarming to hear mate, honestly. Um, and they are absolutely, and that's the thing. People were in, you know, th those are the situations that I had friends that were much, much better off than me, and they would have everything, and you'd be really jealous. But then you had to kind of put that into perspective. The people that had nothing or like very little, and so yeah, I, I realized that at a young age. Get don't get me wrong, um, and I never asked for anything, and I, and I felt awkward doing so. And like, I, but yeah, again, it's it's easy when you're getting given everything you want um you know when you don't even have to talk you don't have to ask for it so but yeah no i totally I'm, it's really heartwarming to hear you say that as well at the end of the comment that's brilliant um i actually had two hurricanes viper scout my mom had bought me one and my dad was so happy when he was out shopping and bought it home to me didn't have the heart to tell him i already had it oh that's sweet as well though i mean that's really nice that you didn't say anything because like how happy that made your dad getting that and I can just see that now. I could, I, I imagine that feeling of going, getting something for somebody and just being so excited that you'd found something and you could, you know, they would get a lot of joy out of it. So that's wicked. Um, I hope we get new toys in the same scale with vehicles. That would be cool, Jack. Um, I did super well for not having a Toys R Us and no Target anywhere near me. I was super spoiled. Oh my God, looking back, I don't know how they afforded everything I got. It was ridiculous. Shane, I, I, feel, your I feel your pain. I know what you're saying, mate. Uh, anyone remember a few years ago when they found that unopened container in South America that was full of new cases of late line mask vehicles? It had been lost in transit or something. Yes, Jedi Ben. That was in like, ah, uh, where was it? Per not Peru. 
it was something like that though wasn't it um but yeah that was amazing i love seeing stuff like that uh there was a recent find in the uk of like this tiny shop on the south coast i want to say and it had just been shut for like and boarded up for years for, like ages and someone like i think eventually got in there bought the pop property or something went in there and it was just an untouched toy shop how awesome was that um anyway uh i'm still filling the void of not having the toys i wanted as a kid Todd, yeah, I, I, yeah, that is one of the things that happens, isn't it? You kind of all of a sudden you got disposable income, and it's like I've got to get everything I've always definitely wanted. Um, ramen teased one eighteen Makina Sly racks, nice. I did see that Suka. Yeah, looks good. Looks really good. Um, evening, everyone. Hello, Planet Decepticonus, Decepticonicus, Decepticonicus. Yeah, I'm not going to get that right. Hello, planet. <laughs> um, brilliant. It's awful, but I truly want a 112 mask line. I know what you're saying, Toy Hunters Hollow. I know what you're saying. A 112 mask line would be a dream come true. Banger of a dream, says planet. Yeah, I'd, same here. It's just really impractical, but I think I would love it as well. Um, I could never get upset with my parents. I love what little I got. Same, man. Absolutely feel you 100% on that. Big shout out to all the parents out there and all the parents back then that gave us lots of cool stuff or did their very bloody best for everybody. Um, that's going to run from $100 to $500. I think you'd be surprised at how nice a four-inch figure is. Oh, vehicles. Yeah, probably. My parents didn't buy me a lot of toys. The big vehicles and playsets were Christmas and birthday. Same, Derek. I wouldn't get like big stuff during the year it would be like a gi joe figure it would be maybe like i say like a, ma a little mask vehicle or something uh a masters of the universe it'd be, it'd be a one figure or like a comic or some sweets right it wouldn't be like you know you're not getting like you know uh the warthog or like <laughs> you know like rolling thunder on a random wednesday in like friggin march no it's like it would definitely be an event-based scenario where you'd get your, you know, your, your your sky strikers and your HQs and your terradromes and your flags and things. Well, not that I got flag or a terradrome, uh, because they, you know, you're not going to just you wouldn't find them. They probably would have bought me one, and they would have regretted it. Me having that giant thing in in the hallway, them stepping on it every morning. Um, uh, I got my wife a gem doll. You would have thought she was a kid again. Oh, that's awesome, Shane. Yeah, it was totally worth. I mean, it's the same for us, isn't it? When when I get gem toys, <laughs> but when I when I get stuff like you know, it, I feel like a child again. I feel I go I, all the way back, man. It's 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 great. I love living in that in that place, you know, in that nostalgic mindset. Um, I knew there were UK comics and heard they are original stories and lots compared to what we had here. Yeah, loads of issues. And they're really good as well. The art's really good. Fun stories. Loads. Of, they're great. They're really good. I have... Um, how many issues do I have now? There's a few back issues I need, but um, I do have a huge chunk of them. Um, I'm like, there's, there's a few, like... You know, I love a lot of the UK-specific comics that came out for certain brands mask is one obviously action force weekly and monthly some of my favorite comics of all time hands down never going to be beaten um just because of the vibe the, the feeling the nostalgia all that stuff um 
what did how do you not have 100,000 plus subs you put so much work in and consistently Stephen B that's the nicest thing anyone has ever actually no that's we've had a lot of people nice things said on the in his channel I really appreciate that that's really nice of you to say the reason probably being is that I am very vanilla beige I'm not really very scandalous. I'm not. I'm not very. It's not exactly like car crash. Well, it is a little bit car crash, but not in the same way that people tune in, you know, for that kind of stuff. I think that's really where the algorithm goes, isn't it? The kind of more like angry, aggressive, negative kind of uh, vibe. But no, I appreciate that. That's really kind of you to say. And um, yeah, if you guys could work on me getting hundred thousand plus subs, that would be amazing. Um, consistent, consistently what though <laughs> uh, um damn autocorrect got me on gem like yeah Shen, I was, I, i'm not going to point it out i was going to point it out that that would be very um pedantic of me um ray we are misfits in hawaii singing a hawaiian song those literally were some of the lyrics you're right ray you're right um planets planet decepticonicus even though i got your name terribly wrong you agree and say this is the best gi joe channel on youtube I'm not going to, it's the best, I was going to say it's the best, it's not even the best mass channel on YouTube. Uh, shout out to all of the mass channels. Um, there are a few, actually. Um, got the flag for Christmas 85. Epic, Shane, I'm very jealous. Uh, figures during the year, then vehicles at birthday and Christmas for Diecast Nick as well. Yep, same. Um, again, it's the same thing, isn't it? With mo for most people, it seems very similar. Like, people didn't grow up necessarily minted, that's a lot having a lot of money, but the parents would always really push the boat out and grandparents as well. Um, they didn't have a lot, but they spoiled me and my sister toys, clothes, etc. I did my best to take care of my grandma Mars before they passed and helping my parents now. Planet, that's again, this is a very this has turned into a very wholesome episode, hasn't it? Um, it's very nice to hear that. I mean, obviously, you know, not for the reasons you're having to look after, you know, um, your your parents and stuff, but obviously really heartwarming to hear that and very, very awesome that again, like that's the thing, isn't it? They 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 spoiled you rotten, but at the same time they didn't spoil you. Do you know what I mean? Um anyway, cool. You have a positive attitude, that's the sad truth. Yeah, it is. It's I'm sad. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like, um, you know, I think the channel can grow. I think there are things that we can do to grow the channel even more. Uh, but at the same time, like, I'm not going to chase it, if you know what I mean. I'd rather it happen organically. Not, not that it's it's not, we're never going to get to, like, crazy numbers. But I think, like, I don't think 10K is out of the realms of, you know, ridiculousness. Um, I think it... I don't think I don't think it's beyond the realms of ridiculousness. I think I think 10k is a reach is is definitely reachable. Um I really want to know I really want to know that 5k is reachable because we've been at like 4.8 some 4.8 something for the longest time. Um <laughs> yeah, I should start just all of the all of the videos I do now should just be like terrible clickbait, everything, horrible avatar, like you know, thumbnails, and then just still be really positive and see if that works. Um 
No, I get what I know. I get what you meant, Stephen. I was just joking, as in like uh, I felt like consist. I'm consistently. I was just being self-deprecating, but I know what you mean. You, I put it out on a regular basis. Uh, Kitty said, um, and I say Kitty said all the time when I'm very naughty with my uh, innuendos. In your endo, Kitty said. Best Christmas for me, says Jay Welsh, was 1985. Mask and Joe's. I have all my original Mask and Joe's, bought all of them with me from USA to London, UK in 1988, and they all made it back with me in 1990. That's genius. And same as you, Jay. The only ones, the only things I kept were GI Joe, everything, and Mask, and then the occasional thing here and there. But it was Mask and Joe that I kept. Everything else was sold. And it's sad for me to think that. Oh, micro machines. I kept some mic. I think all of my micro machines I kept as well. Wilfredo says, I agree. You should have much more subscribers. It, it is what it is. I appreciate it, guys. I do, I really do. But I'm uh, I'm I'm happy. Everything's cool. I enjoy doing this. And we'll keep we'll keep it going. Chris needs to destroy something or someone to get the subs. I, that would be I could yeah. I, what could I destroy? I destroyed myself. I cut my finger a minute ago. Does that count? Um, Action Force was my life, 88 to 90, big time, Jay Welsh, big time. Um, Chris, if you want us to, we can try and get you angry for this. No, thanks, Jeffrey. <laughs> Please don't. You've seen me angry. You can probably trick the algorithm by tilting every live stream with all caps. How dare you? Worth a shot. Yeah, I might try that. This news burst is making me cry with joy. It's a little bit heartwarming today, isn't it? We've gone a little bit like, it's gone a little bit like, Tear, like a tearing up sort of situation. Um, all of these stories show why we're into these toys and the heartfelt nostalgia they hold. Absolutely, Jedi Ben. Um, or you can buy subs or maybe just play the G.I. Joe movie. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, not going to do that. Uh, you're not sad. Negative channels seem to get huge hit. It is, it's, is what it is. It's life, isn't it? I'm, again, like I said, I'm, I'm happy doing what I do. Streams like this bring it all back. Great show, brother. Thank you, Shane. Hydrus, thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate it, dude. Um, missed most of this as I was taking a nap, but want to know what you, you do for the Joe community is much appreciated, Chris. Thank you, Hydrus. That's very kind of you. And also, thank you for the super chat. Like, again, I can't tell you how much that means to me. That's great. And every comment that everyone's saying thank you, it's all very nice. I wasn't intending this to be a let's all you know, let's all kiss me, my my butt sort of situation. Not at all. I appreciate the love. I do. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm only going to be happy when I get 10,000. It's just one of those things where you put loads of work into something. You want to see it. You want to be successful, you know. And I feel like we do good stuff on this channel. We do lots of content. I think we've had a video every day for the past week now, haven't we? Oh, my goodness. But anyway, I appreciate it all very much. Um I'm not titling every... <laughs> I'm not doing that, Jedi Ben. New slogan, come for the G.I. Joe news, but stay for heartwarming stories. Full force! Absolutely. F-C-E-E -E -E, Viper. I never know how to say your name, like, comfortably. Should I just say F-C Viper? Does that make sense? Um, As always, blowing my mind that you don't have more subs. There's hundreds of thousands of G.I. Joe fans out there in the world. If you're a fan of G.I. Joe, he should be a fan of the show. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that, Mr. Roper. I do. Um, older sister waiter tables to buy me my first year, Joe. Family are the best. John, you in? That's amazing. I love that story. That's so cool. That yeah. Again, oh, it, I don't want to. I don't start crying on this. Maybe that'll get subs if I cry. Right. Um, 
the algorithm loves negative news and clickbait. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'm not going to, yeah, I don't want to, I'm not going to like bash anyone necessarily. I don't want to do that. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you, I, I see, I know, I know what you, I know what you're getting at. Um, is there a mask book? What is the Yojo or 3D Joe's? Well, okay, the Yojo for mask 100% is the Albert Pinello uh, mask page. If you type in mask Albert P-E-N-E-L-L-O, I'll just show you the uh, the spelling there, albertpinello.com, you get effectively his uh, mask page, which has basically got uh, all of the releases and everything. You just click on it, you get the images and so on and so forth. And it's got loads of cool stuff on it as well. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, if you if you go in looking for search engines, you don't get the full site. There's a little thing at the top. If you do a search for it and you go in, you don't get the full site. But there's a little link at the top that gets you onto the full site, and it's really cool. Um, I've always I've always used this mask page as my kind of go to. Um, it's it's like yeah, very. It's it's. I mean, it's comprehensive. It's only a small. It is kind of a small line, really, when you think about it. Um, but um, still, it's got pretty much everything on there that you need. It's great. Um, as for a mask book, I don't think there is. But um, I've been, I've been, I really think Paddy and Brian should do one. Um, yeah, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? By the way, I was looking at my books the other day, my GI Joe books recently, and it's funny the um, there's a few of them there that I'm either on the cover of or in the forward for, which I thought was great. And then I thought, my goodness, like I'm, I can die happy now. I've been like, I've got in an official GI Joe, uh, it's official Action Force technically book, uh, the Total Action Force book, which is an officially licensed product. I'm in the forward for the second volume, the Action Force International Heroes, which I read cover to cover about four times and I looked at it last night and just carried just kept I had to read through the whole thing it's so good not read through it I was looking at the pictures but it's so good those total books are the best I love what Paddy and Brian do I really do um Todd C I'm cutting back on my YouTube time but keeping up with the full force though definitely one of the best Joe channels not kissing butt just the truth I'm going to read all of these out because that's great but thank you Todd C that's again really awesome um Present your bum mate for a smooch, Randy. You deserve accolades, my friend. Cheers. Okay, it's coming out, Jay. I'm going to bit the bum out. What I will show you, though, is my funny T-shirt. Um, I think you'll like this. I made it ages ago. It is a line art of uh, Snow Job saying, don't give him the stick. You like that? Awesome. Um, it's not really been on the show today, but I thought, yeah, let's let's show you there. And I'll show you one when I get the full screen. We'll have a look at it on the full screen. It's funny, though. Um, what we saying? Awesome, says Shane. Yep, cool. My family never bought the vehicles due to cost, but they did buy the figures for me. I would give them a list of ten figures I wanted, and some I would on my would on my birthday and Christmas. That's from PS ninety Tack guy. Uh, that's awesome as well, man. Like again, whatever they could get you, it's like you know, it, it's it, it's awesome, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, and again, like some of my favorite birthdays and Christmases would where where i would get like a some gi joe figures like some action figures like again like some of my favorite days were actually just going out to like roys or roxham or we'd go to norwich we go to gerald's or we go to langley's or we go to um what was the other one we go to uh a couple of department stores we go to that toys but like we'd go there and i'd grab like a figure or something and it would just be the best ever i remember getting like outback 
one day oh, i remember having outback and someone else who did i get that year i'll have to have a look at who was out that year i'll remember when i see the lineup but i remember getting outback and just being like this is cool and i'm talking regular outback just white shirt survival yada 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 um oh i thank you another super chat thank you fc viper now i said it properly Yes, Chris, it's pronounced FC Viper. I love this channel. It does need way more subs. I thank you very much again for the super chat. You're too kind, all of you guys, and you're all very, very, you're being very nice and heartwarming today. Um, oh, well, I've got to post this one, haven't I? You do great stuff on this channel, and the positive attitude is appreciated. Life can be so stressful sometimes, and this is a good escape. Who wants to hear somebody peeing and moaning all the time? Um, well, I mean, I could still do that, but yeah, no, I, I get, I get that. One of the reasons I like doing these live events as well and shows events is, um, one, I like talking about this stuff and I feel like even though I'm not talking to somebody all the time, I am obviously I'm responding to what you guys are saying. And it's like talking to a group of people at like a con or something. It does have that vibe. So, um, it does the same thing that it does for you guys. It kind of does to me as well. So that's one of the reasons I really enjoy doing it. Um, most controversial show name until Skidmark, me to my parents. It's snow job. Is snow job a bad word? <laughs> Got the Joe HQ one Christmas. Awesome, Derek. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a great, that is a great get, isn't it? Uh, one of my favorite, oh, one of my favorite Christmases, guys, was two of them, actually. One was the Mobile Command Center. That was, like, forget it. That was, a, that was just, like, blow your brains out. Amazing. And um believe it or not i was a, i was a huge fan of the general and i got that one christmas and i've got a picture of me playing um skate or die on the nez looking at the camera kind of like side on like going what are you doing same face that i've got now basically but smaller <laughs> and um in front like like in the in between myself playing skate or die and the person taking the picture i can't remember who it was probably either my auntie jan my mom probably my mom took it and um, I'm looking at them, and the general box is in the way. It's so awesome. I love the fact there's an there's a foot, there's an image of that, you know. And I've still got the box. I, I collect. I kept all my boxes from GI Joe, all the file cards. I didn't. I, I cut the file cards out and threw the the rest away, which I do regret. But I'm really happy that I kept all the file cards and all of the vehicle boxes. So cool. Um, anyway. Totally, uh, totally watch this show for the good vibes. Lots of Joe hate out there. I don't need any more negativity in my life. Wow, it's it's crazy, isn't it? Like I, I feel like I don't understand that. I don't understand the you know the negative aspect of things. I get it if something like is crap. I mean, I wasn't exactly super Mister Positive at like talking about page punches, um, but you know, I'm also not going to rip into it in like the most ridiculous, disrespectful way when we have. 100 and something plus classified figures to choose from or an o-ring line coming up or amazing sunbow relate like you know uh related ultimates figures to choose to play with you know it's just there's too much cool stuff to be you know upset about one tiny aspect of uh of something happening that you're probably not going to buy anyway um i also got the mcc says robert but when i was but when I was in my twenties, <laughs> yeah, like I was much younger when I got my first MC when I got my MCC. Um, Skate or Die was awesome. I really liked Skate or Die. Bad and E, Bad and Eid for the NES Game Boy. Did I play that? Bad and Rad. Got it. Sorry, 
bad and rad for the NES. I don't remember. I don't remember that. I didn't have a Game Boy, so I yeah, I wasn't aware of Skate or Die, bad and rad. That sounds amazing. Now I want to play that. But yeah, Skate or Die, I was just in love with that. I wanted that game really bad, and then I got it for Christmas, and I was just super happy. Was that the same Christmas I got Michael Jackson's Dangerous album? <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> I'll have to check the dates on that, but okay, we'll come back to that one. That's, yeah, controversial. Anyway, that's it, guys. Let's quickly transition. We'll do like a sort of Q&A, but effectively, mask probably isn't happening, is it? But, you know, there you go. Yes, so thank you for joining me on today's very heartwarming episode. It was full of love. It was full of, like, you know, nostalgic buzz. Uh, and I really appreciate that, I do. And I hope you guys, obviously, it seems like you guys have appreciated that today. Uh, we all needed it, didn't we? We all needed a bit of TLC today. And I don't mean chasing waterfalls. Um, Robert says, oh, speaking of classified, my Haslab hiss tank the other day, I did play Skate or Die. My favorite was the Joust. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, I remember really struggling with the controls um, early on and just finding it so difficult um but yeah it was a cool game I, I was so excited to play that um i'm trying to oh another hey th there was another great christmas i like we should do an episode about christmas gi joe and christmas let's do the, i'm gonna sod it we're gonna do a next monthly on that because i want to talk about this stuff in in crazy detail um but i really love there was one christmas where i got a nintendo entertainment system nez we call them nezes and it came with, it was the set that came with Robbie the robot, you know, the old, and I never played, I never used it, but it was just cool to have a robot in the house and pretend that it was a friend. Okay, now it is getting sad. Um, and what, Duck Duck Hunt, which is one of the funniest names for a game ever, by the way. Uh, Top Gun, as, as difficult it was, was landing that bad boy, it was a pain in the A. Um, we should probably do a Christmas monthly for Christmas, right? That would make more sense. We'll talk about our favorite Christmases and things like that. That's what that might be a really good thing to do. Um, but I think I'd love to do a show with you guys and talk about that, like as a live event where we go through like some, you know, maybe look some pictures and stuff. That'd be really fun. That would be so fun. I'd love to do that. Um, but yeah, Nez, Duck Hunt. I don't want to get demonetized by saying that. Um, Top Gun, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I remember um, sitting in my, it was my nan and granddad's little cottage at the time. Um, everyone was in the living room and I was in like the room next to it. It was like, it was like a long cottage basically, uh, all like with diff each room. So you go like, you come in to like where the kitchen was basically. And then you walk through the kitchen to the, the next room. And then you walk through the, that room to the living room and then you'd be in the like open space. So it was like that. And it was like a barn conversion sort of thing. And um I remember sitting in that little room next door, just trying to land that friggin' F-14 for the life of me. And it was always like, <laughs> like here's the here's the the uh the aircraft carrier. It's like you kind of missed it a bit there, mate. I landed it once. Once, never ever again. And you'd still get through to the next level, like even if you crashed, but yeah, it was just Oh, it was terrible. Uh, there's a really funny. I used to watch. Uh, speaking of like negativity and anger, one of the funny, like one of the early YouTube channels I used to, or not even YouTube channels, whatever video thing it was, 
was Angry Nintendo Nerd. And I found that really funny at first. And now it's sort of like a pastiche. Like now is like a, you know, it's like that turned up to a trillion. But it was funny because like, you know, it would be about these games that would drive you absolutely insane. And the guy was quite funny that did it. Did you guys used to watch that, Angry Nintendo Nerd? I'm pretty sure it was a uh, YouTube uh, channel. Probably still is. And I'm just, you know, oblivious to its still existence. But anyway... That was really funny. I loved that. And obviously the Turtles game that he did on that was so true as well. Like there's that one scene where he's trying to jump um, over that tiny little gap and he's trying to jump and he keeps getting it wrong and he has to do the whole thing again and go up to the top and he tries to jump it again. Then he tries different ways of doing it, like a run up and it didn't work. And then he just randomly just goes straight across, just walks. And and it, and it works. He doesn't fall down the hole. He just walks straight over it. And he's like, and it goes all quiet and he's looking at it going, that's all I needed to do. It's so funny. So funny. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, ace the mission and miss the carrier all the time. One of my favorite games, actually, oddly enough. Um, oh, brilliant. You guys are aware of it. Good. Um, uh, one of my favorite, not on the NES, on the SNES, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, we call it a SNES, get over it, um, <laughs> was Pilot Wings. And I genuinely love that game. Uh, and also, mind blown when I saw when you kind of sort of complete the game and you open up that uh, helicopter mission at the end and it turns into uh, Desert Strike or Jungle Strike. Just, I was like, what? I've been training for helicopter, military helicopter missions, and I had no idea that was the case. It was so funny because I remember getting stuck on it for the longest time. And then one day I was just like, I've got to get past this. Like, completed it, got the, whatever the last certificate was he needed to get, uh, you know, like like free-falling through hoops and all sorts of stuff. It was a really good game, honestly. Really good flight simulator uh, on it as well for a, for a Super Nintendo Entertainment System game. And um, then to, to all of a sudden be in Desert or Jungle Strike and be in a helicopter, like, shooting stuff, like an Apache style, it was, like, amazing. Anyway... Sorry, this went way out of... Where did we go today? Where did we go? We went everywhere today. I think Mask has just brought out the nostalgic feels in me uh, in a massive way. Anyway, we have got lots coming up uh, over the next few days, obviously, because obviously everything needs to happen all the time now. Uh, well, at least we've done all our news kind of stories. Um, we've got Let's Talk Classified Leatherneck. Once I've done all the graphics, that will maybe be tomorrow, but more likely be the day after. Um, also, I'm going to be busting into Viper at some point as well, so we can all hang out and watch me open Viper and absolutely love it because this is a cool figure. Um, and it just makes me it makes me happy to know that seeing that Jinx, loads of people were saying, oh, we've got Jinx. Jinx is just going to be this. And it's like, it's not that, is it? So um, you should have listened to me. You should have listened to me. They never. Nobody ever listens to me. Nobody ever reads between the lines. Nobody follows any. If I wink, and I do it obviously a lot of the time, no one ever pays it. Well, that's not true. Some of you pay attention, um, and I think you know. I think what the last one I did. What was the last wink I did? You're gonna have to talk about it between yourselves. Anyway, this has been fun. I've had an absolute blast, and I will see you probably tomorrow for more of the same. Um, stay fresh, cheese bags. 
And also stay really like positive and lovely and great because this was a really heartwarming episode today. We're all going to be like, because it was so heartwarming, but it was, it was lovely. And big shout out to all those amazing folks and grand folks and, and family that um, made our, you know, made our childhoods a good one if they did. Um, and, you know, obviously if they didn't for whatever reason, obviously that's awful. But you know, let's 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 give a shout out to all the good ones, is what I'll say. Um, awesome. We took a left at Albuquerque. We did, Shane, a hundred percent. Um, right then, catch you tomorrow. Like I said, stay fresh cheese bags. And as always, after three, one, two, three, full force. We should have done a mask one, shouldn't we? But full force. That's it for this instalment of the Full Force News Burst. Make sure to like, comment and subscribe. See you next time and as always, Full Force. Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos and as always you can keep up with the show after listening by following on X, formerly Twitter, at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Full Force. We've also added a brand new Instagram so check us out there as well at The Full Force Podcast and if you would like to contact the show you can message us on any of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos or enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force